Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 104th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we are having something pretty fun and festive. It's really cool looking, huh? Yeah. It tastes fantabulous. <laughs> um, so good. I really like it. Yeah, it's if anybody watching, you can see how pretty and blue it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a. I don't know if I'd say it, it's a. It's a pirate-themed drink. Yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely a summer drink. It, and, d- yeah, and that's what we're doing all month is featuring summer refreshing yeah. type drinks. Our favorite type of refreshing drinks in the summer. Um, this one's great. Yeah. And so it's got four different things in it. If you want to know what's in it and you want to know how to make it look so freaking cool, join our Marriage on the Rocks Speakeasy Facebook group and you can see the video that we posted on Saturday. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, also, if you can please stop your phone or pause the pause your phone <laughs> and rate and review us um, on iTunes, that would be awesome. We really appreciate that. Um, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So this week we are going to be talking about deal breakers. Actually, we're going to be doing. Uh, a three-part series yeah. about this. So it's really, it's something kind of fun that we, uh, well, <clears throat> we actually. Had, as you said, we had the idea yeah, a while back. We had the idea a while back. And then um, uh, e- Erica from Must Love Dogs Social Group, she was like, hey, have you guys ever done an episode on deal breakers? And um, And so we were like. Shoot, we need to freaking do it already. Because I think we kind of hit on it a little bit mm-hmm. with stuff. Um, and and we, we kind of cover the topic when we talk about, you know, having things in common and opposites don't attract and things like that. But yeah, we had never done a real dedicated episode on deal breakers. And so I think initially we were going to talk about really some of those, we call them shallow deal breakers that people have. Mm-hmm. And then as we started looking at things and we started reading more articles and we started getting more feedback and, and seeing what single people really had to say about deal breakers on dates and different phases of the relationship, we thought, well, let's see what we have. And it was just so many deal breakers yeah. for various stage relationships. So we're going to actually do three parts. This week we're going to start off with, I guess, really calling it like short-term Mm-hmm. deal breakers where really kind of that initial introduction to the person what, what do they have that you can that would be a deal breaker and then we're also going to cover a little bit today on as you're progressing into a relationship and the next week will be kind of that more um, committed relationship deal breaker thing you continue to find out and then our last one will really kind of be the fun one of of those shallow deal breakers that people have used so that's another thing we're doing on the speakeasy page if we as we we have posted the question Mm-hmm. When you were dating, if you're still dating, if you were dating, what was a deal breaker for you? Yeah. And uh-huh. there, there's no wrong answer. No, not at all. Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, I put um, uh, a, not to not be a drug addict mm-hmm. <laughs> or alcoholic. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's... The, another girl was like smoker. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I would, I, that's, that would definitely mm-hmm. have been a deal breaker for me. Yeah, so some of the answers have been funny. Some have been um, 
gross. Some have been <laughs> serious. So there's yeah. they're all great. Uh-huh. So keep them coming. So yeah. if you want to give your input on what the deal breaker is, and you're not part of the group, please do. If you are part of the group and you aren't given your input, what the fuck are you part of the group for? <laughs> so give your input. Right. Yes. But I guess the dumbass post of the week. Yes, let's do the dumbass post. Uh, dumbass post of the week this week. This was just great. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and look at my husband lying there sleeping and think, what do I want to fight with him about today? Gee, that's awful. I know. I'm so glad that when you wake up and you see me laying there sleeping, you want to have morning sex. I know. (laughs) Right? I know. (laughs) Yes. I know. Geez, that's crazy. Like, who? I mean, I know that there's a lot of women that think that, though. Like, oh, this motherfucker. Or if he would just sleep for for longer... Like I can, I can get all of this stuff done, and all you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he if he would just not be here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that that's the the poor guy in that relationship is the guy that's walking on those eggshells all the time because mm-hmm. you just know that she's so combative mm-hmm. that it's like, well, I'm gonna be on my best behavior today, so she can't have a reason and. The unfortunate truth to that is, no matter what you do, she's still going to find a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I know exactly. Jeez. All right. Okay, you ready? Are we ready to, do this? to get into these deal breakers? Yeah. What does this drink remind me of, though? I don't. Is know. it a like an icy, like a flavored icy from maybe Seven Eleven or something? Slurpee or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. It's really good. It's awesome. Uh-huh. I really, really like it. Yeah, me too. All right, so we're going to talk first about those short-term deal breakers. Like I said, this is those things that really pop up. Um, these come from single people. These come from people that are currently actively dating. So technology may play a part in some of the ones we covered today. Uh, current status of political issues and things going on in the world today may kind of affect some of these answers on here. Um, but... I still think they're, it's a pretty good list. Mm-hmm. And these, these, the ones these week are in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's collectively gathered from men and women. So as you'll, we'll get into it next week when we talk about it. Next week's is more, this is, these are the deal breakers from men and these are deal breakers from women. And they're similar, but they fall at different in ranks. Yeah. Um, kind of like how we did qualities you look for. Yeah. In men and yeah. women. But uh-huh. these are, I guess, qualities you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this one, so the first section we're going to talk about is those short-term deal breakers. You know, the reason we wanted to do this kind of over the summer is we, we tend to get, uh, because of, I don't know if it's because of, of summer vacation or schools being out, we can tend to get younger crowds over the summer who are exploring adulthood and exploring adult relationships for the first time. And so we thought something like this would be kind of fun over Mm -hmm. the first few months. And those of us that are in good relationships, it's a way to look back and kind of reflect on bad experiences or things like that or... Or just really kind of be like, oh, I know somebody just like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It, it's fun kind of going through those things. So it's mm-hmm. not, it, it, I think, you know, the last two episodes were a little heavy handed with yeah. why men and women mm-hmm. hate being married. Right. Um, and so to avoid hate being married, these are some deal breakers you can look at. So you're not married to some idiot asshole or some, you know, <laughs> righteous bitch. So you can avoid all that. Yeah. Um, but the short term, and this is really in that first like one to three date period mm-hmm. of, when this person you're with is supposed to be on their best behavior anyway, but 
their true nature can still start to show very early on. And so these are things that people say not, well, if they do this or that, I might not stick around. No, these are absolute deal breakers to people mm -hmm. that are like, if this person, man, woman, whatever, does this one thing, I'm out of there. Mm -hmm. um, so keep that in mind. So there's not, these aren't really petty. I don't think they are. Mm -hmm. um, I think the shallow one, yeah, yeah is going to have a little yeah, more pettiness yeah. to it. But but these ones, I, I, there really wasn't anything on here I, I disagreed with. I know there's some that I don't know. There was, you'll, I you'll think probably there was one that I agree with more than petty, but others. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe, yeah. Um, so once again, in no real specific order, but the first one we're going to talk about is if they're unattractive or there is no spark. Yeah. Um, so when you think unattractive, you think, well, well, why are you on a date with them? Maybe it's a blind date. Uh -huh. Maybe it's or maybe you met them online. Yeah, exactly. And, they, and their picture looks yeah. completely different than what they look like that, in person. That tip of the iceberg picture from the car window that you can't see the whole iceberg. Yeah. Well, I know. So what's funny, because uh, we, we talked to, we were on another podcast, American Slacker podcast, on one of their episodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kind of asked us about, you know, the uh, the online dating stuff mm -hmm. and all that. Because one of the dudes got catfished. Yeah, and he got catfished. And he, like, literally, he said he was at a Dave & Buster's or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, that he, that he like, walked past the girl that yeah, he was supposed to be her. meeting there. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Um, but you put no spark in there as well, because mm -hmm. sometimes, and some of these can kind of be funny with it though, because it's like, you know, I thought this person was attractive and they went on a date and he looks kind of like my brother. Yeah. Which doesn't mean they're unattractive. They're just not attractive to you. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. So don't, don't immediately yeah. think we're no, saying, oh, that's an uggo. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah. It's not, it's not that they're, the person is being shallow mm -hmm. even about it really. It's just the sorry, this you're just not my type. Well, and one of the things that I think of with this, and I know that I'll probably get some heat from people that are married that went through this, um, but I've met a handful of couples that their story of how they met was, oh, I couldn't stand them when we first met. Yeah. Now, out of my experience, and this is not absolute, this is just out of my 42 plus years on this world, I have not met a couple that that was their story that I was like, man, they have a really good relationship. I know. Uh -huh. It's always like, yeah, you forced something there. Uh -huh. And I think that that's can what happened when you're not attracted to them and there's not a spark. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, for sure. I, I know a lot of couples like that mm -hmm. say that, though, too. Yeah. And not, not one well, of the, them. The funniest is when the guy's like, yeah, when I first met her, I just thought she was a bitch. And it's like, dude, she's still a bitch. <laughs> What do you mean you thought she was a right? bitch? I know. Uh -huh. I've seen how she talks to you. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, I think that it's important though, and I think that, and I think that it's an okay deal breaker. Yeah. Deal. Once again, we 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 are very very supportive of your taste or your taste, and nobody can dictate what your taste should or shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. um, so keep that in mind. The next one is that the person is not fit. Or they're living an unhealthy lifestyle. Mm. Um, I know that there are some people that can go on a first date, and the I, I guess the types of food they order is a turnoff. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're a relatively healthy health conscious type of individual, and you go to eat, and you're like, um, yeah, I'm just gonna have one little slice of bread from the bread basket. I'm gonna get a side salad and some grilled chicken and mm -hmm. a sweet potato. And the person you go with eats 
you know, the other four rolls in the basket and ask for three extra tubs of butter. <laughs> and, and it's like dipping the yeah, butter. Yeah, dipping in. the butter, dipping yeah. the bread into the butter like it's freaking, you know, carrots and ranch. And then, you know, he orders, you know, the, the clam, the large clam chowder soup. And then he gets the chicken fried steak and yeah or chili covered burgers. Man, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting hungry. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking that this, like, the, because most people are on, like, their best behavior for at least the first date mm-hmm. um and maybe the second date they would they would start to let that stuff out but if you're already <laughs> letting that stuff out yeah. in, the, in the beginning but i mean whatever i, I i'm i'm sure that because i eat really fast and so i'm sure that there would there would be some guy out there if i was still dating that would be like my gosh it was it was disgusting. It was or, yeah, like I can't believe she ate all of that. Right. She ate all of her food. Well, I don't, I don't think I would be rude. And, and then like, she started eating mine. Yeah, eat, eat yours or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna finish that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so being unfit and unhealthy, especially if you're fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, that that kind of goes to date people you have stuff in common with. But right. sometimes you don't know until you go on the date. And I think when you're younger. It's it's hard to tell. I was very unhealthy when I was young, but I didn't look unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I ate very unhealthy. I wasn't active, but I was young with a high enough metabolism and, and I guess active enough because I ran around. I was surfing and stuff like that, but I wasn't like intentionally trying to be fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it it could be misleading, especially when you're young and in your early to mid twenties. Yeah. Because. Especially for guys. I don't think guys really have to watch it as much as girls do. Because you see girls like with the freshman 15 when they pack on the weight yeah. initially. But I think for guys it can be a little deceiving because their metabolism is so high they can get away with more. Yeah. Um, the next one, and we can go and combine the next two. Uh, it's no job and no car. Mm. Mm-hmm. You find out, you're going on a first date, they show up with an Uber. Maybe it's not that big a deal because you think you're going to get drinks. And then you find <laughs> out on the second date that's a day date for coffee. He shows up with an Uber again, uh-huh. and the third date is mimosas and Bloody Marys, and it's an Uber again. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I don't have a car. I'll get one when I get a job, though. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking. I hope you have a big chunk because I'm gonna put my bike in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, you ride you you ride a bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so I think that that once again, some people could think that that's. I think somebody could think that's shallow. I know, yeah. Especially yeah, in certain sure. areas. Uh-huh. I know. I think there's, I think where we live now, it'd be like, people don't ride bikes. No. So uh-uh. it's like, why are you showing up to a date on a bike? Yeah, like Colorado, it's, yeah. it would be normal. Yeah. But yeah, out here, they'd be like, you're weird. Why are you on a bike? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They spend all this money and time to put a bike lane down our entire main street in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And I think I've seen one person on it in two I- years. Like, what the hell? That was a complete waste of yeah. time and money to do that. Uh-huh. And now it just makes it worse for drivers because there's no... They took away, like, an entire lane partially down the road for this bike lane that nobody uses. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. The next one, is there a bad kisser? Oh, yeah. That's a deal breaker. You go in for that first end of date evening kiss and it's teeth clanking and tongues uh, biting and uh, slobber slobber yeah Ugh. like on pin 15 oh gosh i know <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> it's all bad when they go in or like maybe they're like a heavy breather and they like fill your cheek up with air and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing 
doing? They're so nervous. They're breathing heavy. Yeah. But that goes hand in hand with the next one, which is they have bad breath. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awful. I know. Like, well, and even, you know, speaking of smokers, too, you know, if they have cigarette breath, like, mm-hmm. that's that's disgusting. Well, I don't, I don't think people people that smoke don't realize what a person that doesn't smoke smells or tastes mm-hmm. when they're with that person yeah and if you're not a smoker and you kiss a smoker it's like licking an ashtray mm-hmm. and so i don't i just don't know if they yeah don't realize it or what yeah that's gross um the next one's kind of close to the bad breath but it's they have poor hygiene mm. and you show up they got bo um you know i, I think that some of these some one of these will be in in the one for next week but i think that just kind of slobby type of look mm-hmm. where you know we talked about it with the beard like if if you don't you know take care of your facial hair if you're a guy and it's like growing up under your eyeball mm-hmm. or or you know you're you're you obviously need it's not that you have long hair and that's your look it's that you've just been too lazy to go get a haircut yeah um or stuff like that i I think that you know your overall hygiene how you smell how you kind of present yourself that's that could be an immediate turnoff i mean Mm -hmm. you know you're talking about your first one to three dates and so you only get that first chance to make a good impression i know really though oh yeah i think that yeah because like good hygiene if you if you don't know, or if you know already from the beginning that they don't have good hygiene, mm-hmm. and you still stick around, I just think that that's yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, the other one is you know really kind of focused on the date itself. Is they don't have proper etiquette or and or they're rude to the wait staff. Oh yeah, uh huh. I think that. Sometimes, that would be so embarrassing. yeah. Sometimes, pe- well, I don't think people realize how they talk to the waitstaff, mm-hmm. and I think you see people really look down on them, mm-hmm. and you can tell the way they interact with waitstaff that you can tell in their mind they think this person's beneath me. Mm-hmm. You're here to wait on me. It's in your title, mm-hmm. and you're my servant right now. Yeah, and so they treat them like a subpar human being, and it's embarrassed. It's embarrassing for the person you're with. And it's just flat out the wrong way to treat someone. Yeah. And so I think that that, that tells the person you're on a date with a lot about you if that's how you interact with strangers. Oh, yeah. It, do, it says a whole lot about you. Yeah. I wouldn't, that would be a deal breaker for me. And it's not just guys. I mean, mm-hmm. girls girls can be just as bad, if not worse. Oh, yeah, I know. To the guy, to the waitstaff mm-hmm. about whatever. Um, so and, and I think even leading up to that is the... What can happen in that scenario is the the constant complaining. Where are they? Oh my gosh, this is taking forever. I mean, just just your your impatience shows a lot. shows a lot. Well, I know, and like when you when you become that way, when you become impatient like that, and then you you know, you're supposed to be on a date with this other person, and you know, giving them your undivided attention, and and you know, if it's a good date, it's. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it doesn't matter how long the food takes because I'm having a really good time with this person. I'm having a really good conversation with this person. So what does it matter? But when someone becomes antsy like that, it's obviously not going, something's not going well. Yeah, 
It is. And, and I think that, that that can make the other person shut down. Because uh-huh. it's like, oh, what do we talk about? This is very uncomfortable now. Because uh-huh. you're acting like an impatient asshole. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of ties in the next one, which it's they have anger issues. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, so I think all that can kind of show up at once. But even if it's not, think road rage. Yeah. Think, you know, just your interactions and how you are as a person. So mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just not a pleasurable person to be around, and it shows up. Mm-hmm. But these are things that people see. This guy came to pick me up on a first date, and on the way to the restaurant, he blared his horn at three different people, flipped everybody off, couldn't, you know, started cursing at what was going on. That just says a lot about who you are as a person. Yeah. Was riding people's asses. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That... <laughs> And I think that they're all just like red flags. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. We barely made it to the restaurant alive. <laughs> and oddly enough, well, let me let me, let me me go to the next one first. Um, and the next one is they're too political. Oh, so they immediately yeah. want to start talking about politics. They immediately want to, you know, kind of figure... Because I do think it is important that you have... Uh, well, let me rephrase that. I don't think it's that important that both of you have the same political view. Mm-hmm. What I do think is important that if you're going to be close-minded, the person that you're partnering with should be as close-minded and at least on your side. (laughs) But what's best is to have two open-minded individuals that even if you have differences, it doesn't create problems, it doesn't create issues, you don't fight about it, and there's not this line drawn in the sand Mm -hmm. um, to where there's resentment in the relationship. Yeah. But so So I do understand from some people... If they want to at least find out about the person, I still wouldn't recommend bringing up on a first date, though. I, I think that's just... And to be very judgmental, I think most of the time you can kind of tell. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, so, and uh, I know this... I know someone that went on a date with a guy that had a different... The And I don't know how he brought it up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Right away, like, she's like, I can't date him. Mm-hmm. I just can't. And I was like, I was just thinking, like, really? You're you're that close-minded to mm-hmm. where you won't, you don't want to even... And he didn't say something No, like, nothing like He didn't bash, bash somebody. No, uh-uh. Yeah. He just stated what he, mm-hmm. you know, what he believed in or whatever, and then, nope. Yeah, that's it. If he's on that side of the fence, I can't date him. I mean, him. And I guess it's like... You know, everyone, maybe, you know, it's like you, that is their deal breaker and that's how they feel about it. But mm-hmm. I just think that it, it is kind of, it's just, I don't know, just close-minded. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you know, we said at the beginning, you're allowed to have any deal breaker or reason for not, and, you know, so I, I do want to stick true to that. But I do think there are, you know, something like this. When we say too political, it's not that they're, it's not that they have, what we're not saying is that they're a part of a different political party or have a different political view than you. It's just that everything has to revolve around politics. Mm -hmm. So if that person is like, you know, if they, they show up at the dinner and they're like, uh, I'm so glad Bernie Sanders got knocked out. Aren't you glad Bernie Sanders got knocked out? Um, Because I I didn't want a socialist world. Mm -hmm. Or if somebody's like. Like, oh, I can't believe what Trump did today. I can't, you know, it, even if you agree with it, even if you are on that same side, because I deal with that a lot, even on social media, where it's like, 
I see where you're coming from, but just shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Because I don't want to hear it. You sound like an ass. Yeah. And I think that that's really what this is about. Yeah. It's not that you have a political opinion. It's not that you should walk away if they're for for a different party or different candidate or whatever. It's if everything has to be revolved around that. But I do think when you take the rudeness out of someone, the anger issues, they're political, the next one just falls in line and they're a know-it-all. Oh, God. And unfortunately, all four of those qualities show up out of the same asshole person. Uh (laughs) I know. Really, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I I mean, I I can't stand freaking know-it-alls. Dudes that are know-it-alls, like... There's there's quite a few dudes out there like that, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they think they're a fucking know it all because they don't know shit. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's people that can. I don't know how hypocritical it is to be able to say whatever we want into a microphone, <laughs> but my next statement was gonna be people that can interject their opinion about anything and everything at every point in conversation is just somebody that's too overbearing for people to even want to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I say that with the hypocritical piece because I wonder if if people that listen but don't know me don't realize how non-talkative I can be about stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. <laughs> In social situations. That's true. Because it's like, how's this guy going to bash people that are know-it-alls when he's on here every week telling us what we need to do and not do in a relationship that fucker's the biggest know-it-all i know (laughs) which that believe it or not i don't act that way no off the air no way Uh uh-uh well and if you did we wouldn't be together Mm -hmm. there's no way huh no you're not like that i know that's funny though to like think about that and and think of that's how people (laughs) feel about it yeah um the next one's pretty Easy to, you know, if the deal breaker for very, very many people is that they show bigoted traits or racist traits. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, any type of xenophobia in today's society, thank God most people are like, that's a deal breaker. I'm not dealing with it. Um, One of the things that I think that people do or maybe come exposed to with this or depending on where they live or where they grew up or where they're at, um, if you've transplanted there, how people act may seem very conservative one way or very progressive in another. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard for you to kind of navigate, Was is this person, are they a bigot? Are they a racist? Or are they just ignorant? <laughs> and maybe ignorance is enough to be like, that's, they're too ignorant to oh, talk I about. Know. But is there opportunity for education? Mm-hmm. Um, so just something to think about. Yeah. Another one that's pretty big is they have an STD. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I... If you show up to the date and she's all stressed out for the date and she has a herpily, herpily breakout from the stress all over her face. (laughs) Aw. It's like, what's going on here? Oh, I got real stressed, had a breakout. But while we're on the topic, I do have herpes. Yeah. I know, I wonder when, like, when people with STDs, like, when they disclose that information to the, to their new, you know, love interest. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. 
to ask. And how, I wonder how somebody feels like that, like with what's the gamble going to be. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, you know, I've got herpes and I nearly tell this person, hey, we need to wear protection. I got herpes. If they're like, oh, that's cool. I got AIDS. <laughs> or I mean, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that would be a good question. Hey, if there's any of you infected couples out there with STDs, oh gosh. hit us up because I got some questions. Let us know. How did you handle that? I know. Um, another one is, they're currently playing the field. Now, this one would kind of seem like a no-brainer, but I, I wanted to leave it on the list and talk about it because I think for young people that are in the dating scene, they do offer things like speed dating and, and, and stuff like that. And there is nothing wrong with, well, let's go on a date and see see if there is a spark. Is there, mm-hmm. is there attraction there? I'm not going to completely pull myself off the market for a date. Mm-hmm. And so I think that... If you've had a date, two dates, three dates, especially if you've slept together. I mean, I, I completely disagree with anybody of either sex being like, well, I want to go on a date and, you know, at least by the second date, I want to I want to bang them and see if that's any good to see if I'll stick around. Mm-hmm. I don't completely disagree with figuring that out, but I don't think that that should be your go-to. Yeah, go-to way. how you operate. Uh-huh in the dating world. So I, the reason it's on here is because a lot of people are like, you know, if we hit a point, you know, I'm not trying to hook up. I'm not trying to do this. I'm actually showing interest in, in investing in this by spending time. That's not at the bar, not at the club, not in the dorm. You know, we're actually going out doing stuff. I don't want you doing that with other people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you find out the person is currently playing the field and they're not committing in one way or the other, then that's a deal breaker. Yeah, it is. I think that that one is, I think it gets kind of sticky where, like, you know, because you don't, (laughs) one person can think that the other one is controlling Mm -hmm. and wanting to, you know, well, why, I thought that we were just dating, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that we were exclusive to one another. Well, I think that that's, that's something people need to talk about. Early on. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I made the list, because I think people do talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, is this... Well, and it's it's hard to gauge, because you, you don't want to sound overzealous at the end of the date and be like, well, what did you think? Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's my here's a survey. <laughs> Fill this out. <laughs> I know. You know, would you uh-huh. want... A, last question is, would you want to date this person again? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, you know, whatever it is. So you're not going to do that. So I think it is, it's hard to gauge, because people don't want to be honest. Uh-huh. I mean, even at the end of a bad date... Nobody's going to be like, you know what? This was awful. It didn't work out. There's nothing there. I don't want to see you again. Mm-hmm. They feel that it's, that lying about how it went is somehow nicer than being honest. Yeah. And so they say, okay, well, this was fun. Let's do it again sometime. I'll uh, I'll call you. Mm-hmm. And then they just get ghosted. Right. And the other person's like, what the hell? I they know. said they had a I good time. I thought I had a good time. And that they would call me, and I never heard from them again. And it's really like, well. And then the other person's like, well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to hurt your feelings by telling you it was a bad date. Yeah. But. Ignoring them doesn't change that. It makes you actually look like a coward. Yeah, I know. Well, so, and I, what I was just thinking is with, with the, to, like a deal breaker could be, could also be like the exact opposite of that where, mm-hmm. you know, they are the, the clingy yeah, type person. And I don't, is that on there? Um, no, not this week. It does show up. Oh, Okay. But yeah, but I, I think it could reveal itself early on uh-huh. too. Yeah. yeah and well, and I think that that's for for people that want some kind of validation or even it's not. I don't really want to call it commitment, but I think that they're 
there's almost like a non-verbal agreement that, you know, I try to, I try to look back, like, even dating, like, if, if I took a girl out, and then we went out on Friday, and then Saturday I went out with the guys, and then saw her on another first date with another dude, I would be upset, mm-hmm. and that would be it. Yeah. But is it really her fault? Mm-hmm. You know? I know, but I guess that goes back to the well. They're currently playing the field. They don't really know mm-hmm. what they yeah, want to so do. So it would have been a deal breaker because I think you. a lot of people just want to be like, well, our first date was special enough that they shouldn't want a first date with anybody else ever again. Yeah, I know. I think it would be a deal breaker for me. And I think that's why people, girls, sleep with guys so early on too. Really? Yeah. Like, so they so so they they think that that's a way to secure that yeah. the guy won't go play the field right. anymore. Yeah, that's and. The guy knows that a lot of girls will do that. So yeah. that actually just Works proves his point. Yeah. Favor. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> What's the next The next one? one is they dislike dogs. Mm-hmm. Is that a deal breaker? That would so be a deal breaker. Is that a me. shallow deal breaker? I don't care. I'm just asking. I didn't what are you saying I don't care? I was just I don't asking. care if it's shallow. It, it said is it? <laughs> I didn't say isn't it. No. I mean I don't think it's shallow. Is it weird that cats weren't on there? <laughs> I guess nobody cares if you dislike cats. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, well, get over it if it's a cat. But I think especially... I, mean, I think they're animals, period. I don't no, know. This was specifically dogs. Well, I, uh, I mean, and I, I don't think anybody's wholeheartedly like, agree. <laughs> well, I don't think people... Nobody's like, I dislike animals. Uh-huh. I, I, but I think people can be like, you know, well, I, I, like ha- I hate cats. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not a dog person. And it's funny because... The people that say they they hate cats don't get as much shit as the people that say I don't like dogs. Because when you say true. I don't like dogs, people are like, "How can you not like a dog?" That's true. And so it's this weird double standard <laughs> yeah. from the pet world, well, and that's why dogs made the list and cats didn't. Yeah, poor kitty cats. Yeah, uh-huh. we ain't getting a fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's. I think for a lot of people, it's a very big deal breaker. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be, it, that would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Like, it was, I was just lucky enough that I, that you, even though my dog bit you, mm-hmm. that you, you let us both into your life. <laughs> and, I mean, but you love dogs, though. And I knew I that he would eventually love you. We started off pretty rough. Yeah, you did. He tried to bite me, then he tried to run away. Tried to get tried to get run over by a car. Gosh, I know. Alright. The next the last one on the short term deal breakers is they can't be serious. And this is really that that first date. Um and I think sometimes I put this on men do this. I don't really think women do it. Mm-hmm. There's there's men out there that don't know how to turn it off. Mm-hmm. They just have to be everything's a joke everything's funny they they just can't stop and it's almost like somebody told this guy when he was younger if you can make a girl laugh you've won her heart over and so now everything they try to do is make girls laugh and it's like haha okay that's that's funny that's cute but but most girls like enough's enough dude yeah just fucking turn it off and be serious for a little bit And so Do I you think, think that they they figured that out that early on, though? Well, I think that, that even guys that aren't that serious on a first date probably get a pass because I think women would think, well, he was probably just nervous. Yeah. But then the next date, it's like, okay, here we go again. And here's the next date. Yeah, he's still... 
<laughs> how how is he this jokey all the time? Yeah, just be serious. You know, not not everything's a joke. Not everything has to be a setup or a punchline. You know, mm. and and so I think that somebody that can't be serious is 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 a big turnoff to some people. Yeah. That just you know, humor is very important because not having a sense of humor is a big thing, especially as I think we get into some of the other stuff um, later on. Is it on the Next one? No, it's it's next week. We'll talk mm, about that. Okay. But so we know sense of humor is very important, but not being able to turn it off is a big turnoff to a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, it is. And not just your partner, the people around you. You have to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's good to have a, a good sense of humor and to have the same sense of humor. I think that's the biggest part. Yeah. Is to, the, I mean, I... I couldn't imagine two people that were the same like that though, mm-hmm. like that won't turn it off being together, but maybe they could make it work. I don't know. They just, that'd be a couple that everybody wanted to avoid. Yeah. Don't invite them over. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Don't let them come over tonight. I know. Um, and if you think that's you and you're trying to figure it out, but you've paused a chance, sorry, yeah, it's, you're that couple. <laughs> So, after you kind of get past those first initial dates, so we've talked about the deal breakers, things that could come up that people are like, I'm out of here. One of those things happened, you know, oh, they were too political, I'm out. Oh, Mm -hmm. they can't kiss where shit, I'm done. Oh, you know, they don't have a job or car, I'm out of here. But there was no deal breakers that really shown up, or you ignored deal breakers initially, or those red flags, and now you've been seeing each other for, you know, one to two months. You've had several dates. Um, you've gotten a little bigger. You're starting to get more of a peek in who they are, more of an insight on who they are as a person. So some of the stuff that we just talked about could still show up. Mm-hmm. If somebody was reserved and they didn't really talk about anything, like politics I think is a good one. I think most people would avoid politics very early on. But if it's not an election year, election year and things aren't really happening, politics aren't a hot topic. It seems like they're always a hot topic now. They didn't mm-hmm. used to be that way. I know. But let's pretend that it's not on everybody's mind all the time now. And so it's not something everybody's always talking about. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting into the election year and things are coming up. And so it's become a hot topic again. And then you find out later on, oh, this person is very political. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things could still show up, but we don't want to get redundant with it. So we have another list of things that single people have put out that say, you know, these are, we call them long-term Deal breakers, you know, next week we're going to talk about committed relationships. So we're talking, you actually see a good legitimate future of this person. You're, you've moved in, you're mm-hmm. going to get engaged, you're planning on marrying this person. But this next group we're going to talk about right now is before that. Mm-hmm. So you're not just meeting them, but you don't fully know them. So things are starting to kind of show up that wouldn't have shown up very early on or super early on, but now they are. So it's still early enough in the game for you to pull the plug, mm-hmm. but it's not... So early that you could probably walk away pain-free. Yeah. Is that a good way of putting mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So these ones are abuse. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. You know, if if that's happening even ever, that's a deal yeah. breaker. Most of the time, that's not going to show up in the first three dates. Oh, no. Uh-oh. It'll show up a little while later, and, and people may get a little glimpse of it. It may not be that they were abusive to you, mm-hmm. but you, they re, they responded. Um, I didn't watch it, but I remember, I think I saw a highlighter. You talking about it like, 
like the that that show we did the episode on that was on Netflix. Oh the yeah, love, yeah. The, the yeah. love is blind. Yeah, is love blind. So the, yeah, love is blind. Like how the couples would like would fight. Yeah, after they kind of got together and the way that they would talk to each other was uh-huh. like, if you if somebody ever talked to me like that, it's over. Yeah. Um, so your threshold it was over. Yeah, your threshold for that stuff should be very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't allow that stuff to happen. So any sign of abuse, verbal, physical, of course, no brainer. But of course, for a lot of people, it is a deal breaker, as it should be. Yeah, and it's probably one of those people that. They were driving with them, and then they had road rage, and then they're like, "Fuck! I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew, <laughs> yep. I knew I should have left the, my yep. first date with them." <laughs> he got so mad about that stuff. Of course, he got mad because I, you know, came over to his house and put the forks where the knives go. Yeah, <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Um, the next one is they're untrustworthy, mm-hmm. and this doesn't necessarily. What you're not going to see on here is that they cheated. Um, could this fall in untrustworthy? Of course. But it could be other things as well. Maybe there's more, you think there's secrets being had. Mm-hmm. You, your gut is just telling you, I'm not so sure about this. Something doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. And that should be enough, especially this point in the relationship. Deal breaker, walk away. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. And I think that it's important to, to, to know that you... That you really should walk away mm-hmm. in these, and that it's okay to walk away. Yep. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this one really kind of specific as to what it can entail next week, but if they're inattentive and uncaring, mm-hmm. you, you know, there, there's some people that, when you start using terms like, well, they're inattentive, the counter-argument is, well, you're just too needy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really... I don't really know how you let someone establish that parameter for you. Mm-hmm. But when you see it or you feel it, you know it's there. Yeah. You know you're not getting attention. You can tell by their actions and inactions that they don't care. And those are signs that, and, and once again, it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get more attentive and more caring. No. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. So it's a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. Cut your, la- cut your losses right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next one out. is alcohol or drug problem. Yeah, yeah like if, I if, said. If that stuff pops up, it's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. And once again, like I said with the first list, these are if one of these things happen for the people that put these out, it's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So you find out they're addicted to something, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with that crap. Mm-hmm. The other one, and this is kind of where you know you start getting to know them a little more. Um, you visit their residence. They come over to your place. whatever it is, a deal breaker for a lot of people will be you find out that this person you're seeing lives like a pig. Yeah, I know. Well, it's funny. Like, uh, I remember in our very first uh, little, the quiz that we took Mm. before we were officially dating, um, I remember in in that quiz, it said, or it asked the question, uh, you know, if I were to come to your house, you know, just kind of out of nowhere or whatever, what would your house look like? Mm-hmm. And like some of the options were, you know, oh, uh, you know, a few dirty dishes in the sink or, mm-hmm. uh, nice and neat or a complete mess or whatever. And I remember <laughs> I put, uh, I put the dirty dishes mm-hmm. thing and you put nice, nice and, and neat. neat. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, and just like. If the person, I mean, as we got to 
be with each other a little bit longer. You know, I, I do realize that you were, I did realize you were nice and neat and stuff. And, and that is something that's nice instead of having someone that is a complete wreck. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you go to somebody's house and it's like, you're like, Oh, we ordered this food. And it's like, Oh, all the dishes are dirty. Here, let me wipe that off for you. And they wipe it off on their shirt or something. Here you go. Yeah. (laughs) Or there is that gross pile of dishes or they keep cleaning the same dish over and over again. Uh Um, on a parks and rec, they're eating off a Frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, you know, guys should, I don't understand why they're so stupid and not realize that girls don't like messy, gross stuff. Uh So just be neat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard. No. Um, the next one is you find out they have a lot of debt. Oh, and you start to find out somebody has too much debt. You know, if you're going to progress down that relationship, that debt becomes your debt. And Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, that's enough to be like, nope, there's too much of a financial risk to get involved with this person. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the top things that people hide from a partner. That's what I was going to say. Like, because a lot of people don't find that stuff out, Mm -hmm. even when they're married. They find out after they're married. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I don't understand how you can't know that stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of right away. At yeah. least within this. Well, part. there's not really a playbook for couples that are dating. It's all, it's all 100% emotional driven connection. So mm-hmm. there's, there's not, there's not a common sense approach to dating. That's like, you know, by the at the end of the first date, you should know this, 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 and this about mm-hmm. the person. At the end of your second date, you should know this. By Four weeks in, you should know this. Before you do this with them, you need to know this. And so I think that if there was more of some kind of a playbook for people to follow, I doubt they would read it and follow it anyway. But there's really nothing out there that just says, it's usually just somebody's horror story that says, don't get involved with the girl that blah, 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 Mm -hmm. with no real good context behind it. I know. And it's usually some extreme example of it. Uh-huh. And, and you don't think that's ever going to yeah. happen to you. And it doesn't have to be like in the Heartbreak Kid where she, you know, had debt with Bookie. She had all this school debt, didn't have a job, none of that. It doesn't have to be that. It could be, you know, something. It could be the student loan. Mm-hmm. It could be they went to school for eight years to work in the medical profession, and now they've got a job volunteering to the library. Mm-hmm. It's like, well... Or, how are you going to ever pay this off? You aren't making any money mm-hmm. and you have a ton of debt. Uh, and for some people that's scary enough to be like, I'm not, I'm not throwing away my entire financial future over this. I know. Um, so it's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This next one, we, we talked about this one on an episode, but you find out that the person you're seeing is just broken. Oh gosh. And the problem with this, and I'm glad to see that people are saying this is a deal breaker Enough that it made this list because this had like 49 different things on it. Mm-hmm. But to make it enough that it was that high on, on their list, it tells me that they're not feeling as guilty as people used to, mm-hmm. which is good. Because I think a lot of people, once they found out somebody's broken, they would feel bad about leaving. Well, I can't leave them. They, yeah. they were barely making it before I came along. And if I leave, they really won't make it. Mm-hmm. And then you end up, That's just really two people that end up getting dragged down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that like for me with my ex, I, I was afraid to leave because of him being broken Mm -hmm. when I left. 
And the best way I think people can handle that is if you're the broken one, you should not expect anybody to carry that burden. Mm-hmm. You need to fix yourself first. And if you're the other person that's not broken, if that person really cares about you, they will take that effort to fix themselves instead of dragging you down with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they aren't doing that, you know your your job and responsibility is not to play Mr. or Mrs. Fix-It. No, um, no. So I, I was glad to see that one on Yeah, on that's really good. Uh-huh. The other one is they keep you waiting all the time. Um, I think that that can kind of fall into that inattentive and uncaring, but I think that really meant emotionally, but it keeps you waiting. And, and, and this is this could be maybe considered petty, but if it's if every time you go to meet them somewhere, they're never on time, that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is going on? Why? How can you not seem to get here on time? Mm-hmm. This is the fifth date in a row I've sat here by myself for 20 minutes looking like an idiot, and you just can't seem to make it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, yeah, because it, it just makes the other person feel like, they're not important. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the other one, next one is they're cheap. Oh, oh, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of petty. You think that's petty? Yeah, really? I do. Uh-huh. I but at the same time, I think that, like, so, okay. if you were to, uh, I think cheap and, I'm trying to think here. No, I'm going to give you an example okay. of this. Okay, okay. If... Somebody's like, oh my gosh, the it's hard to say because there's no new movies coming out right now. But mm-hmm. someone's like, oh yeah, the the new, what's a new movie that's coming out at some point in time? I don't know. Like, uh, the new, new Marvel, Marvel movie. the new Marvel movie's coming out this weekend. Do you want to go? And you're like, oh yeah, I can't wait. All right, well we're gonna go Sunday at this time because that's when it's the cheapest. Mm. And I need you to download this app because if we pay separate, we can actually each get a free popcorn and a coke. So let's have this planned out before we walk in the movie theater. And then you go to that. It's like, okay, I guess. They're just frugal. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, all right, that was great. Now, if we hurry up, since it's before two, we can go over here and get this lunch with the senior crowd <laughs> for this price at the buffet. So let's go over there and hit that real okay, quick. Okay, I think that's a bit much. I think, yeah. Um, I think. So I, I think some levels of cheapness yeah. are a complete deal breaker. I think that, um, like. Because I'm cheap. I, I Maybe that's why I don't... Maybe. You're not cheap, though. That's the difference. I you're, know. you're not cheap. I guess I'm not. I just... I, I don't even think you're frugal. I like to... I'll, I'll look for stuff on clearance and stuff like that, but it's not that, like... I don't think I'm... Yeah, I guess I'm not cheap. cheap. You're a smart shopper. Yeah. And that's different. Uh-huh. That's completely different than being cheap. But, but what I was going to say is, like, if... If we were at a restaurant or something, and then they didn't tip the, the waiter mm. well, I would that I'd be like, what the hell, you know? Or I want to, to leave more money or something, right? Because, and then they were probably, the, the asshole that was like treating the, the waiter. Yeah, treating the waiter staff like crap anyway. <laughs> no, usually, usually cheap people aren't like like that though well no i guess you yeah, can be are. cheap too well some people that. will throw a fit just to know they can get the meal it's hey if we go in here and I, if if we throw a big enough fit we'll actually get this for free yeah that's cheap yeah screw so that. i think it's a deal breaker yeah i'm gonna keep it yeah no yeah of course yeah keep it well you said you thought it was petty i well i did kind of think it was petty but but i understand it i do 
The next one is petty. What? When somebody tells petty lies. Oh. <laughs> um, this is a deal breaker. Oh, People, yeah. I, I, lying is lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to say that lying is justifiable. But there are some times when I hear somebody tell a lie, I'm like, you know, I kind of understand why they lied about that. What I don't have, and I actually have a higher patience for that, than someone that lies about something that does not warrant a fucking lie in the first place. Like, why are you lying about that? And it's not just lies. The other piece that goes with it is they embellish everything. Oh, I know. So it's not just, um, I don't think this guy will ever hear, hear this, but I won't say his full name, but I was in the military with this guy, and he embellished everything he said. And so we, we had a term named for it after his last name, and we would say, oh, he swanny-eyes it. Mm-hmm. And you know, oh, if somebody started embellishing, be like, oh, okay, all right, swanny, good job. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, good, good swanny story. And that's what we would say because he would embellish everything. I mean, to the point that we'd be in a meeting with, you know, the chiefs, leadership, whatever, at the maintenance meeting, and somebody would be like, all right, dude, you need to get out there, get this shit done. I don't want to go in there and see you sitting on your ass, not doing anything. And he'd be like, all right, chief. And that's it. And then we, we were all in there for the meeting. And then we'd get back to the shop, and he'd be like, did you hear how that motherfucker talked to me? I, I'm not putting up. That's why I said, look, bitch, I ain't fucking doing that. <laughs> it's like, okay, we were all there. Yeah, you that did, did not. not happen <laughs> at all. Right. Um, and so people that do that, they believe their own lies and embellish everything. Complete deal breaker. Mm-hmm. It's like... Just get the fuck out of here. I know. Get out of here, dude. Yeah. Um, and and that applies to both sexes because women do it as bad as men do. Oh, I know. Well, you know, and I think that like with that, how do you? I what what I think bothers me even more is when people, when there's another person that you know that is like that, or their partner's like that, or something, mm-hmm. but the person that is with them. They don't ever see it, and they're they're like they just think that this person is like telling them the mm-hmm. truth, and you're like, no, they've been lying to you the yeah, entire this whole time. time. Yeah, how I don't understand how people can not be, be smart enough yeah. to pick up on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, so once again, you know, we're, we're looking at these longer term ones where you've been with each other for a little, a little while. And the first one, the short term, we had bad kisser. This one is they're bad in bed. Mm-hmm. You find out sexually they're subpar. It's not good. It's not what you want. But the next one is the complete opposite of that where, well, I don't know if I'd say complete opposite, but in the same realm where they're too kinky in mm-hmm. bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that. I guess kinky could mean a lot of stuff. Yeah. They want to do things sexually that you don't. They're into things sexually that you aren't. Um, they expect a certain level of, of interaction or play that you have never done or aren't willing to do. So is that something that you're willing to try or you just know you don't want to do that and that's just too much? Mm-hmm. Um, because this is where you know we've been very clear about how we think Healthy sex life is one of the biggest key components to a happy marriage. <clears throat> but this is where you're able to identify sexual compatibility. Mm-hmm. If you already know that they're bad in bed, you know, are you wanting to train them, to teach them to be better? Maybe. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that shouldn't happen or that that's off the table. Um, 
But if they are into things sexually to get their sexual fulfillment that you aren't, if you continue to stay in that relationship and don't meet their sexual needs, it's going to be sexual frustration for them down the road. Yeah. So that that's a, a, a big red flag for future issues. Yeah, it is. And you should get out of it as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. As soon as you... It's before it gets. It's too not serious. fair to either one of you no. to stay. Uh-uh. It's just not. Yeah. Um, but it's more unfair for the kinky person. I know. Because uh-huh. they're never gonna have the sexual fulfillment that you, that you're giving them. Well, I, I wouldn't say that it's more unfair for the kinky person. I think that it's unfair for all of them, really, because. Uh, like with the just the regular bad in bed person, mm-hmm. you know, if you stay with that person, they're gonna wonder, well, why don't they want to have sex with me? I, I meant for the non kinky, not bad in bed, but if you're a non kinky person, stay with the kinky person. Uh-huh. Oh. It's harder on the kinky yeah, person down the road because they're never gonna be sexually fulfilled. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, all of them aren't gonna yeah. be sexually fulfilled, but yeah, I know. Yeah. The uh, the next one, we only got three left, but the next one is the person you're with is a social media whore. And we don't mean it as like they're slutty on social media. I guess that could be part of that it. That could but probably be. It's really everything is about the social media. They're on their phone the whole time. Everything's got to be a selfie. Everything, you, they can't live in the moment because they have to get a picture of it all the time. Yeah. And everywhere you go, you got to wait to eat because they've got to take a picture and post about it. And so you just can't enjoy anything you do because they're always on social media. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that is something that I was surprised that there's a lot of young people that are like, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Because this is because the generation so that grew up with it. young people do that. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The next one was my favorite one to make this list. What? She either has close guy friends oh. or he has close girlfriends <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah there's not a guy out there and they will still lie about this if you confront them but there's not a guy out there that when a girl says oh i'm just one of the guys and i have a lot of guy friends so i hope you're cool with that if a guy has ever said oh yeah that's cool they're lying through their fucking teeth <laughs> No guy wants their girlfriend or their to future be one of the partner guys. or wife to be hanging out with a bunch of dudes. Uh-huh. And I don't think girls want the same thing. Yeah. No no girl that's really seriously interested in you wants to hear how you're like a big brother to all these other girls and they just look up to you. Because if you're a decent looking person, your girlfriend is going to be like, those little bitches, they're just wanting him and now I've got, a, now I've got competition. Yeah, I know. And, well, and, and hopefully... If that does happen and then you meet them, hopefully the girls are ugly. <laughs> right, yeah. And if you got a problem with that, listen to our Guys and Girls Can't Be Friends episode. Yes. And then we can argue. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last one that can be a deal breaker is a past sexual surprise shows up. Um, and this meant a lot of stuff. This was you find out that they... Did an episode of Bang Bus. Oh, man. <laughs> you start dating and you find out that, you know, your friend over here, your friend's brother, nailed her, oh. or somebody has pictures of her on your phone, or some girl that you go to class with 
has dick pics of your dude that he sent her um, a year ago, you know, or whatever it is. So some type of past sexual surprise pops up, rears its ugly head, mm-hmm. and it's just too difficult for somebody to get past. Yeah. So it's a deal breaker. And I think that, I think that it's okay to, to feel that way. Like, um, if you, if you did have somebody, I think that it would be hard to get over it, mm-hmm. to look past it, yeah. to be like, I mean, I know that there's, a, there's people in the same small towns that continue to have sex with all of their Half whole the class that graduated. Yeah, with. yeah. Graduating class. But for, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say normal people. Yes, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. For normal people. <laughs> That's just weird. Mm-hmm. And people people don't want to to be like, oh, yeah, um, that's my, I was, that's my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. and I used to date her or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, but I think that, that that's something that people just have a really hard time getting past. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, this is, that's it. I can't. I don't even want to go through the anguish and the therapy and the pain and the drawn out process is going to have to be to accept this and not bring it up and it not keep causing problems. So it's a deal breaker mm-hmm. um, because that's going to take a, for, for cer- certain people that will take a lifetime of effort. Mm-hmm. And if you recognize that and you know that you don't want to deal with that. So it's like, you know what? It's, it, it's, I'm doing myself a favor and I'm actually doing you a favor in the long term. Because you will never be able to live this down, and I know you can't control it, and I know that it was in the past, but I just can't get over it, so we need to part ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. I know. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's a lot of some of those very early and then kind of early deal breakers that people are putting out there that, you know, based on my experiences or what I see in foresight or what I've been through in the past or what my friends have been through or what I just know... My relationship, my relationship with this person can't progress if one of these things takes place. Yeah, you know, I thought that was funny when uh, when Erica had reached out. Um, she was she was saying that the deal breaker, uh, like question, if you pose the question out there to like single groups and stuff, that it is people get pissed and people like just start kind of arguing with each other about things mm-hmm. and like like that's a deal breaker yeah you're gonna miss out on a great person if you think that you're something like that uh-huh. right yeah and i don't know i mean i think that i think that everyone is entitled to their own opinions mm-hmm. and their own you know way of they want how they want to live their life and the people that they want to be with mm-hmm. and it's okay to be we i mean we've said it before it's okay to be as picky as you want yeah. as long as you bring enough to the table to be that yeah. picky <laughs> and i always say when we say that is people aren't picky enough mm-hmm. that's why they're in such awful relationships i know yeah be picky mm-hmm. get what you want yeah and just like you said as long as you're bringing <laughs> your a game to the table look for another a game player yeah exactly and so uh-huh. yeah cool yeah well yeah so next week we'll be we'll have the the like married people no this is people or in committed more... relationships oh committed so relationships. it's a little okay it's past that short kind of medium long term uh-huh. it's more of a like i said it's gonna be 
you're 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 ready to take that next step with this person. Maybe you're going to move in together. Maybe you're going to get engaged. Maybe you're considering proposing. That that whole realm of that next level of your relationship. These are things that people still tend to find out that okay. weren't exposed during those first two phases. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All of these are are really mm-hmm. good, and it's going to yep. be good. So yeah, we hope that you continue to to listen to this three parter series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to, again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And podcast. go to marriageontherocks.net. we got our gear and hats and all that stuff for sale. So yes. So check it out. Yes. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.